You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. That is. Okay, I'm ready? super pro. We're recording right now. Let's do a little clap. Okay. Make a clap. Uh, welcome to a special episode of Axe to Grind. Special, special edition. So uh, this is our Patreon pitch. This is basically us uh, ex- explain good alliteration. Patreon, and, Patreon pitch, pitch, and, pitch. And also good, oh, good peas, mic pop. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I was going for. <laughs> so this One is, of the reasons we need Patreon. Yeah, that's true. So uh, this is, uh, we're going to give you some real content here, but it's to give you an idea of what the Patreon uh, might be like. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware of Patreon, you're probably also not aware of shit like Yelp and Google, but it, it's uh, it's a very simple way of supporting uh, content uh, pr- producers that you like. Content producers is the way that in 2018 you say artists. artists. So, and and one of the things that's actually I, I expound on this with anyone who will listen. It's the coolest thing that's happening in right now is that things like Patreon, things like uh, uh, Twitch, a few other yeah. services allow you to connect directly to the people whose content you're enjoying, whatever, your artists that you're enjoying, right. and support them directly. And that is something that's awesome. You didn't get that 20 years ago. You didn't get that 10 years ago. No. And I, this is just this really neat way to say, hey, I get five hours, 10 hours, 20 hours of content from you a month, week, whatever, and I appreciate it, and here's how I'm going to help you support it and help right. you continue to do it. So. Well, I, I think the point of comparison that a lot of people make that, that uh, is useful is when people say, I pay X amount for my cable bill, and I don't even watch that shit. So uh, how do I support somebody whose material I actually wait for every week? And it, so, and that's also something we should be specific about. Right. I'm not here asking you to give us money because you think we're cool. Uh, we're we'll giving, work for it. Yeah, we're giving you some shit that yeah. presumably you like. So, so uh, that's kind of the. I agree with you. Patreon is uh, in the same model as uh, not in the, not the same model in the same spirit as something like Bandcamp, which is a real democra- democratization. Uh, Tough word. It is. I, st- yeah. I just woo. Um, so I like that shit because yeah. it's. On a, it get Spotify, uh, iTunes. These are things that are not impossible to, to breach, but they they really take a lot out of your pocket. And something like Bandcamp to me is, uh, while it might not ever be the norm, is a great way for everybody to put a little bit more and go in, directly. In, yeah. Right. And just before we get started any further on this special episode of Axe to Grind, I'm one of your hosts. My name is Bob. I'm Patrick. And I'm Tom. We didn't do that. So yeah, sorry no, about yeah. that. And, and nice I, little cold lead in. That I th- was good. I think recently, I actually ex- failed to do the explanation of what the show is. Right. So if, well, I mean, I think that's a misnomer because I think now people expect they're like, you don't even talk shit. Yeah, I know. That's and not, I don't. We that's still not like the, point. the concept of it. Yeah. Yeah. So 
the central conceit of the show, everybody, is that uh, we're trying to deliver some honest uh, appraisal of things. And when we get tripped up in our own feelings, uh, because we all been around a minute, developed uh, strong feelings on things, sometimes having nothing to do with the actual merit of the art in question. So we just flatly say, I got an axe to grind. And then we launch into whatever our bullshit is and uh, keep it moving. But yeah, at least you have that as your rudder to under, like, Oh, okay. They're taking me in their personal bias weirdo realm now, instead of a, not basing it on the merits correct. of the art or the content. Well, as they the say content. in 2018 and, and or both. And one of the things that's so cool is that when Pat and Tom were in the group chat with me talking about this podcast idea, because I wasn't initially involved. It was just these two maniacs. And they decided to say, Hey, who's crazier than us? Let's get Bob. in." Could here. you imagine if it was just me and Pat? I can. It, it, it would, would be, suck. It'd, no, it'd still be really good. I think. No but, way. You're like the rudder. It would be, yeah. ra- it would be rambling. It's yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> that pretty much would be out. I agree. You think it would be Pat rambling and you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And us both being like, dude, isn't aren't Earth Crisis on 108 so fucking We are good. going to give you the yeah. Earth Crisis and like 108 total tribute episodes. Right. Um, I think we're going to cycle around. But uh, what really pulled me into the concept, just even I would have liked it, was that <laughs> it's how we got the name Axe to Grind. Yeah. You're like, oh, if, you know, we got an Axe to Grind. It was like, well, that that's the name of the yeah. podcast. But um, is that... Yeah, you should be able to listen to something, and we want to provide something where you can hear us talk about what we're into, what we're not into, and feel like a level of honesty there. That like, oh yeah, Bob doesn't like this and this, but he does like this. And um, if you support our Patreon, we will do a whole episode dedicated to what Patrick likes. Okay, so you might need to explain that. We get so much feedback. Tom, I know you get it too. The most feedback. Is... Pretty Why much is like, Patrick such a dick? Pretty much like, what's up with your boy, man? Yeah, what's up with your boy? <laughs> Yo, Come get your man. Hold on. And, and people are like, my friend who I ran into at Costco, uh, Paul, <laughs> Paul White, I love you, um, and his wonderful girlfriend, they, uh, they were like, we are really confused because you're our good friend and Patrick is your good friend. But we think we hate Patrick. Well, uh, but you rep for him, and you don't rep for everyone. And so I had to explain. Patrick has a very unique background, and uh, I actually think his taste in music is really good. But um, he does have some things that he doesn't like, and you know, we'll actually do a whole deep dive. Picadillos. But <laughs> l- 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 let me let me uh, tomatillos. Let me talk on that for oh, a second. Tomatillos. For people that. Now, this podcast is, uh, my role in this podcast is an accurate portrayal of who I am to a degree. I, uh, the things that I say I like, I like. The things I say I dislike, I dislike. However, this thing that some of you are fucking hating on, yo, it's a fucking, it's, look at it like radio. We got to keep the conversation moving. And And sometimes that requires a dickhead villain. And sometimes I gotta be that guy. Sometimes. So, <laughs> so can I can I throw out a, a a theory I had as I was driving, listening to you opine? No, it was when I read your tweet about Indianapolis because someone was saying, "Oh, you guys were shitting on Indianapolis," and you hit it with, "I kind of like it." I kind of like. It. I, like I, the ca- I mean, he's a contrarian. I, That's I, his no, deal. Well, and so I was thinking, well, why, why, why? But because I like a lot of bullshit places. I like. I tried to convince my the love of my life to move to Albany, New York, mm-hmm. to which she said. Nope. It's a really hard. Did you break edge? Did you start doing drugs? She just said. That's what I would have said. Nope. Next subject. (laughs) All right. Um, But I was like, man, I think Patrick gets this real sway, 
and he finds his biggest fan because you almost have a cult of Patrick followers. Now you don't need to address it. You don't. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're I mean, pulling you get, at your mustache. I know you're really you're, right now. You're doing such a like. You're gonna tie but, Bob to the fucking railroad tracks right now. I don't know what the hell's going on with this <laughs> rail baron. Yeah. I mean, I, I do have like a, a villainous goatee. At but the yes, but what you? I think some of the contrarian stuff that's maybe just from your nature or not is appealing to those who have a minority opinion. And I've, and those who do, it's like, if you say, well, what do you like? Olives or chocolate? And like 95 yeah. people are like, I fucking like chocolate, like chocolate better. But you're like, I disagree. It's I like olives. green olives. It's Go fuck olives yourself. that are yeah. superior. The five people who agree with you are like, Finally, yes, yes, finally. Someone is speaking for the olives. You know what? I'm I, at the risk of getting heavy. I'll just say this. Whenever in life I see people running towards the door, I'm, I'm, I'm going the other way to see what is you know, everyone's running from. I really am. I, I, and I, not to get all heavy, but I, the same way that somebody can't relate to that, I can't relate to the other way. The running towards along. the door, right? And and, and I, respectfully, like you know, right now you got me in a calm moment. Maybe if you got me worked up, I could be like, and fuck you, unexplored intelligence. You fucking. Yeah. It, but, but like in a calm moment, I can just say, since birth. I, I don't like a gang up. So like whatever mm-hmm. I see a million people loving, True. I immediately become suspicious. You With know what you. I mean? Immediately. Sure. A, a, unless it's like brushing your teeth or getting oral sex. Or I, earth crisis. Or, you know what I mean? I, but I mean, that's a general, like, I mean, I think that's, in in, in a greater sense, that's all of us. Sure. I think the three of us are all against the grain types. Right. Because I mean, like society is the gang up and we're like, fuck this. Yeah. We might be, you know, more civilian than most in punk or whatever. But in the I, reality, know, maybe, it's like, I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. I think we're the weirdos. Yeah, yeah, we might know. be the weirdos. I don't I'm cool with, with it. it. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Uh, here's an interesting thing. Actually, that's a topic. When did you ever dress uh, like you never dressed like a punk punk? Never. And I said this. I started going to street punk shows, and I wore a t-shirt and jeans and a hoodie that I stole from Walmart. Okay, okay. sorry. So, mom. so it, and Tom. I mean, I've literally dressed the same yeah. since I was born and had the same haircut. Right. Yeah. Same. So, now I can grow beards. That's so, the only so, difference. So my pants got moderately tighter over the years. I think. That well, that's, that's sure. Yeah, it, I definitely just a little bit. No, honestly, I mean, yeah. I mean, I wore some. I did Yeah, years, but I, I not was, like the ridiculous no, Jankos, no. but I. I, I, I realized that photos. the. Um, what are they? The uh, the painters' jeans from Old Navy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which someone referred to Old Navy to me this week. It was like, what's that place? Uh, bootleg Gap. Uh, and I was like, oh. Well, I mean, but, it literally is. You know, yeah. But that yeah. was it. Was the fashion of the time. But yeah. yeah, like I realized, like you know, I started listening to the opinion of of important females in my life mm-hmm. that like, hey, cargo shorts that go like right past your knees, not really not a, a best yeah. look for you. You don't body. carry a hammer. Why yeah. do you have the hammer be- like thing on the side of your like? Right. But your so leg. you do that. But anyway. Sure. But so I. Uh, I think that at one juncture, we might have been the straights in the room. Yes. But uh, punk and hardcore have gone through such kind of a thing that, yeah, I mean, by virtue of the fact that we're grown men devoting hours of our life to continuing to talk about it, we might be the freakers now. You know I think I mean? so. It, it, yeah. That might be the case. Which right. I'm good with. I'm happy with. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and so that yeah. Kind of, well, I'll be the weirdo in the corner. And we'll shit. tie it to this this whole Patreon thing that we're doing. Um we really love doing this. Uh, we said it. You can go watch our five-minute video where we ramble on. Totally different from this, too, but that's just because we can and, talk and about it. And, and you get to see our faces. Yeah, which is... That's an interesting term. I don't bad. know if that's good or bad, but I mean, like, I, mean, I feel so. like our faces are pretty available. Yeah, I but YouTube the sure. stuff coming out of your mouth is different. Yeah, we you, spitting all over the place. You, you, yeah. you and I have public-facing careers. Bob... 
has never been the mysterious. No, not mysterious. But he's like the collapse records guy. But he's uh-huh. never been mysterious, but also not face forward. You know what no, I, I keep mean? It, I keep it. Yeah, but everyone okay, knows yeah. his name. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah. pretty that's cool. True. That's like, true. Your name well, rings bells. That's that's, that's kind of been. I mean, um, I have a really soft spot for Cheers in my heart. And that, like, you want to you know, go where everybody knows everybody your name? Sure, knows your I love name. that shit. The, North the, the Northeast, sure. Yeah. All uh, right, so not um, like Dusty Cloudin. We we're gonna go <laughs> Dusty Cloudin. We're gonna go with some tears here. We really hope that you all take uh, some small token, and if you appreciate the content we provide, you do it. This episode is gonna be a lot like others. We're gonna go talk about some shit too now. Yes. Um, anything else about this? Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for being a part of the conversation. If you email us, we respond. If you tweet us, we read it. If you see us, we'll talk to you. Um, nah. This is important. Well, I mean, this has know. become a oh, full-time... Patrick doesn't want to say that because he actually tours. Yeah, yeah, I tour. yeah. I mean, I've talked to people that like the podcast at different events, and it's been awesome. Like, It's like, holy Agreed. shit, this is ridiculous. Uh, you, you know what? That is a funny turn that at New York shows, we both started getting approached not for our bands, but for... Yeah, no, the dude could not give a <laughs> fuck. But he, I hear him, like, I'm standing there, and he's like, so yeah, look at this podcast, ask around, and my friend goes, that's him right there. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is so fucking cool. It's, it's a, I got the first... Are you Bob from Axe to Grind like a week ago? That's, that's amazing. Cool. Yeah. I mean, and I think the thing is, especially, I, I'll speak for you. I think it's such, you've taken such a, like a huge part and a huge role in this like fucking thing that it's almost become a full, a full-time job for you. Uh-huh. Like when you like get that email back and it says Pat, Tom and Bob, it ain't Pat and Tom. No. It is Bob <laughs> going through everything and reading stuff and taking your, your opinions into consideration and kind of giving you thoughts and sort of going back and forth. And you know, most often on Twitter too, like that's Bob. So like, you know, that and, this, and commuting from New Jersey yeah, to Brooklyn is. is like insane. That's where I'll cop to. I think like when people don't like me because of this uh, podcast, I think largely they're responding to like my role of trying to move things forward. You're but, a shit star, and that's but everything. Every I will say to. that. The one place that I am a legitimate villain and that you do own the right to dislike me, it's not just like a gimmick, right? Or like this is my kayfabe (laughs) or whatever. Is he's so wrestling? He's so wrestling now. It's amazing. Did you watch WrestleMania? No, although my predictions for it were largely accurate. Uh, But uh, the one place that I am a villain is Twitter. Whereas these two fellas are into the polite response and into the. I appreciate what you do for me as a listener and all that. I cannot lie. I, I'm a guy in bands and like most people appreciate when people like them and, and are grateful and all that stuff. Never been me. (laughs) Oh, I appreciate it. But sometimes I get like, uh, when I read like the emails, I go, Man, I'm glad that was Bob responding to that because I don't think like my I, I have an Irish temper and it, every once in a while it rears its ugly head. And I'm like, I would have motherfucked somebody. Yeah. Oh my, I have such a good temper, right, guys? <laughs> so the so, no, quick thing is that um, we're gonna talk about that more. It's it's I think there's something about the appreciation and art and creating things and whatever whatever. I think you do, but you don't. Have you ever have you ever talked to a comic book writer whose stuff you really appreciate? You know what? I'm yes, I have, but largely no because I'm the guy who leaves everybody the fuck alone. Which I think is the move. You know, and I'll say this, I I've had three the two are comic book and one is not. Uh let me give the one that was not. I I, I was walking down the street in New York and Tom will be able to understand this. 
And I look over to my right. I'm in Midtown. And walking directly next to me is Mike Tirico, ESPN oh, personnel. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. yeah, of course. And I'm like, oh, hey, hey. Mike Tirico. Yeah. He's like, oh, hi. I'm like, I really like uh, your work. I-, I listened to your radio show for years. Loved it. And he's like, thank you so much. I was like, man, I wish you were doing it again. And he's like, oh, you don't like me on TV? He had moved on to like Monday Night Football or some yeah. rather large position. Right. I was like, no, no, no. He's like, oh, I'm just playing. And he was a very down-to-earth, normal sure, guy. Very awesome. appreciative. Um, but I kept it moving. Sure. I was walking the same direction and we walked and I was like, have a great day. And he I seemed genuinely appreciative. Yeah, of course. I, just, well, you know, yeah. I don't even think I shook his hand. I just, yeah. you know. I, I mean, I'm not mad. Like I, I always say the only place I get recognized is Whole Foods and it happens with some regularity. It's because you're a regular. Re- well, it's true. <laughs> uh, I mean, staff know me by first, first yeah. and last name. Do they think you're like the homeless guy in aisle nine or like, did you know see you the soup today? Border, borderline. There, I will say there is a network of people that float from Whole Foods to Whole Foods, sapping their Wi-Fi and using their microwaves, and I'm vaguely one of them. I'm like almost in the click, and it's not a click. And that's a thing. To. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. But Weird. Uh, so, uh, correct. I like when I like the keep it moving, I appreciate you. I mean, I, same thing. I saw Elvis Costello and yelled across the street, love what you do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did he I, acknowledge you? Because I feel like he's known for he being me a, a crank. Nod. Let me give the comic book creator, because I think I can tie it into this. Two comic book creators had two very different interactions. Chris Claremont, Chris Claremont, legendary writer of the Uncanny X-Men for uh, the 18 most relevant years of theirs. I don't wow. know the exact dates, but very long time. Went up to him. I mean, that's someone who changed my life okay. with his writing and gave me, I can't explain how many hours of uh, mental entertainment and intrigue. Went up to him, tried to be, keep it moving. Definitely got weird, but it was like, hey, uh, I wanted to thank you. Uh, you know, you. I learned to read by reading your comic books. And, you know, and he was kind of polite, but also like, uh, I, he, I could see in his face, he almost wanted to say, there's nothing I can say in proper response to this. Right, right. You're trying to be very meaningful and thoughtful, but thank you. Nice to meet you. In what context was this as well? At a comic book convention. Oh, so it was, and he, okay. he had spoken to a panel, and there sure. wasn't many people in the room. He was very irrelevant at that point. Right. But he was polite, but short, and whatever. Right. Uh, another comic book creator, Peter David, another pretty big name. Um, and I just talked to him. I was like, he was sitting at a table signing books, and just no one was around him. Was, sure. Hey, I wanted to ask you, why did you put this? Why did you put the Hulk in the desert? And da da da. Why did you put him here? And and he. Gave me this whole long story and had a really pleasant, just right. human interaction. It was so different. And that's what I want to say, is that the thank you messages to an artist who maybe is your favorite musician or you like their band, there's only so much you can say. You can They're appreciative of that, blah, blah, blah. The same way I want you to interact with the show is how you should interact with your favorite band, at least in this world. You like them, you like, ask them a question. Show genuine interest. I'm willing to bet if you went up to Patrick at a show and were like, hey, man. So you really like fucking Slapshot, huh, man? Well, He's probably going to be psyched to have a conversation with you, right? That's, that's true. Like you but don't if like you age say, quarrel. Patrick, the self-defense record, blah, 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 is I, the most I, meaningful thing to me I, in my life, I don't know what he's going to do. See, uh, I appreciate that even as long as it's a real keep it moving so, sort of that's thing. That's the move. And uh, part of that is, uh, so I guess I should clarify. So yeah, I, artists I, appreciate I, I don't, yeah, I do appreciate everybody that likes what I do, I, but I'm not the sort of guy who, uh, I can't be cowed into a response if I'm tired, unhappy, 
crank. You know That's what I mean? true. So it's true. You can't just go like, hey, one more. Like, I'm just gonna be nice, just because. I mean, I can put. I'm, you can't fake I, it. I'm never. I'll say this. I don't think there's a person on this earth who's had a real exchange with me. Like maybe somebody thought they had an exchange with me, but nobody's had a real exchange with me where I was impolite. You know what I mean? Like no, very polite person. Very polite person. No, yeah. no matter what anybody can say about my character, whatever the fuck, if you interact with me, I'm going to show you respect. I'm going to, you know, because I had one of those fucking weird dads. I had yeah. a weird dad that that was the most important fucking thing in the, the world. Right, be a gentleman, be yeah, respectful. That whole bullshit, yeah, right? So, uh, I'm always going to be polite, and I do appreciate people coming up to me. I guess what I'm trying to curtail or get ahead of yes. is. Poor fucking Jeremy from Touche gets like a oh, dozen yeah. I'm going to kill myself messages a fucking month. And like, I am i can't be that for anybody. No. And, but and he so, can be. No. He doesn't want to be that. He, <coughs> doesn't, want, he doesn't want people. And so to tie this I, in, uh, Patreon, you're going to get a lot more content of this. Thank you. <laughs> Let's get on to the show and talk about this little list that came out. Unless sure. there's anything. Are we good? Yeah. No, I think we're good. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. Thank you to everybody that's, whether you give us zero dollars or a hundred bucks, Thanks for listening to the inane ramblings of three men. But if you get a hundred bucks, you're getting a big hug from all three. Oh, of us. dude! I mean, I'm known for giving out doling out some sick hugs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, we are going to do I'm chubby. Here's the content I'm that I think I'm people muscular. want. You like the kingpin? Here's here's is the, that a Mr. Fisk or is that the guy that's missing a hand and like no Daredevil movie? no. Co- he, no. He's Wilson a, Fisk. He's, a, he's a, Wilson Fisk. He's a guy. New of York large guy, ca- big in the Hell's uh, Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, he's he's, a, a, a lo- no. he's of large carriage, but it's all muscle. It's all deceiving. Muscle. Yes. So he's a big dude, but it's all muscle underneath. All that. muscle. No. Big dude, big suit, white suit. Red I shirt. don't know if I can fuck with a white suit, but maybe you can. You just gave me a holiday. We, we will if you support the Patreon and we do well enough. We will do the um, a very cosplay episode where we dress as our favorite comic book character. And since Tom doesn't really like comic books, we'll dress or him tabletop he, games. Yeah, he's gonna be Miss Marvel. Yeah. So, so, so here's the deal. Uh, we figured that the content that, uh, as far as a bonus episode goes, that some of you would really fucking adore is what a lot of you on Twitter have been asking us to talk about, which is this yeah. an- NME. Uh, magazine, uh, what's it called? Get in the Pit, the best hardcore albums of all time. Okay, so... Right, and is this a reflection also, because this happened, I feel like, twice in the last week, where some, like, adjacent sort of dorky nerd was like, here's my, you know, manifesto on hardcore. Whether it be about Damage City, which is turning Damage City into, like, fucking Coachella. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and sort of, like... You know, bigging up the women in bands while still somehow oddly undermining them and talking about their pigtails and all this kind of shit. Like, I feel like this is the same kind of like, yo, we don't need you. It, you know what? Yes. I, uh, so, okay. The, when we had Mr. Morgado on this show, yes. he, he took a really... Wait, Chris from Central Mass? Correct. Yeah. He took a hard stance on hardcore's uh, collision with uh, mainstream media. He, right. he really is against it and I am more but I don't know if that's some old guy shit though it is you know, like, I mean undoubtedly out. undoubtedly it you is. know what I mean like it's sort of like punk is ours stay away from us but I mean we talked about how we admired Gloss for doing it even if it's not yeah. the decision we would make uh, it, yeah. it, the fact that there was some consistency to their messaging I thought was hot I thought that was a cool thing right I mean in reality if Rolling Stone was like hey man you know, we'd like to do a little like thing on indecision I wouldn't be like nah man well, I'd be like fuck yeah well, also not for nothing in hardcore music, and I need to, I, I should really explain this to, to, to people at home. Uh, a lot of us have relationships with our labels that are friends. And, sure. and when a label comes to the artist and says, 
I know you think this is corny. I assure you it will help sell records, a thing that we desperately need to do. It is hard to tell your friend, you know what? I'm just too punk for that. Dude, have you done that a lot? Have I, have I done the whack thing? Have you done the, nah, I'm not going to do it, like, bro. No, I'm good, oh, me. in my life? A hundred times. A yeah, hundred times. <laughs> I mean, Self-defense Patrick has done that quite a few times. No, End of year Patrick was a rampant monster. Y- you know what? Rampant. Th- you know what? Today, I... I think you're getting good. Today, I did... I wouldn't call it an interview. Today, a uh, bio writer uh, who, who's in a band herself uh, called Daddy Issues, which which is... Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Familiar. So, so uh, I had a conversation with her named Emily, uh, and... It was to kind of iron out the messaging on our next record, right? Like okay. to, to make sure, like, have you considered punk music? Yeah, that's that's a little spoiler. So uh, the the uh, it was to iron out that messaging and make sure that the bio sings, right? And she's professional; she's doing her job and a pleasant conversation. And in my head, I'm thinking, man, if this were a few years ago, I'd say I'm not having this conversation. I'll do it myself. Thank you, though. You know what I mean? And, and it, so <laughs> right. for, you are absolutely correct that while I have always recognized that it is partly my role to make labels lives easier, I haven't always done it. Sure. It's okay. You're forgiven. You're forgiven. Uh, All right. I don't know if I am. I know. I, 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 only, <laughs> I think I've only, put out, I've only put out one Patrick record. So, um, did he right, do everything you, did you, he do everything you asked? He okay. did it. He, honestly, he did as much as came in. The only thing that that era Patrick didn't do was he wouldn't let me help them book shows. But that I think was because he had a largely disorganized band at the time. Sure. Got it. Sure, and okay. uh, otherwise did whatever came yeah, cool. in. The only band on Revelation Records to ever get a glowing review in Punk Planet. Oh, is that right? That's right. Wow. Thank Your you, record Punk. got a crazy Thank good you. review. Thank you, Punk Planet. All right, let's get into this list. This is an NME list. So the one thing that I think we should note, NME... A UK publication. Yes. Important so to note. Important to note. Yes. Um, second thing to note, it is in alphabetical order. I think we'll go through it um, and kind of just talk about it because we like lists. You know, when I see these and people hitting us with them, I'm like, oh, this is just content for days. Yeah. So let's do it. So um, A few people hit me up with they're like, can you, you guys grind this? And I'm yeah. like, oh, we're going to shit on it. All right. So the first record on this, the Get in the Pit, the best hardcore albums of all time. And they do. I actually think the writer of this article does a nice job of kind of introing the whole subject and, and breaking it down. But uh, let's jump in. Archangel, Dead Man Walking. Okay, let's begin Let's begin the public castration. Uh, there's not a person alive who thinks that this is making their top ten. Not a living human being. The top, dudes in top, Archangel would not correct. say this is a top ten hardcore record. Top 20, record. top 50. I, don't, right. I mean, And if, I'm not a purist. This is not a hardcore record. You know, okay, so I'll... If I'll, I may be so bold. Uh, I'm totally unaware for this record, so you guys can give me a little yeah. info. It's metal, but, uh, but I'll let it live as a hardcore record. I'm more concerned that somebody who... Look, we know these people. People that uh, saw something a lot when they were a kid. And to them, that will always matter. It will always matter. We all have them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This, if you told me that this is one of your top 25 hardcore records, and you weren't at this band's first show, I would look you dead in your fucking eye and call you a liar. (laughs) Right, right. Or if it's like a, like, you're from the town they're from. Like this. Right. and, And kind of have it be like a general, it's not like, 
my favorite 20 hardcore right. records. This is like the best. That's right. You have to kind of like, your almost your personal kind of biases need to kind of fall by the wayside and be like, this does not belong on the same fucking list as Age of Quarrel. Well, okay, well that's a great example. Age of Quarrel, which does nothing for me, I would be obliged to put, to put on, on any you list. Know. But, right. and the important thing, and I, maybe this is our axe to grind to writers out there, yeah. if you're doing this list, and if it's your version of this list, Specify. put my top sure. hardcore, because then right. all of a sudden, we ain't shitting on this at all. We're saying, damn, this person got some weird taste. Yeah, because some of it is definitely legit. Oh, absolutely. It's like, what well, the fuck? Ju- yeah. Just do the Vice thing where you like throw things out and be like, here's some cool records. I don't know. Maybe they're in the top 50. You know what I mean? Yeah, do that right. whole casual thing. Because, Ish. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so do that shit and it, pr- it protects you a little bit. But shout out to Tom Connick who did this list because it's giving us content. Yes, so, thank you. So shout out to Tom. Uh, this is no reflection on you. You're just wrong. I mean, it might be. We'll I mean, it's the. I mean, it's in we'll alphabetical see, order. We'll He's not saying that Archangel's number one. Right. No. Right. <laughs> that that would be. I wouldn't even allow somebody to be in the same room with me if they said that. And right. if if it was the dude's child, I'd let them. That's fine. Yeah. It, He's like my son put out this record. Or my okay. my dad wrote this oh, record. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Well, listen. If the guys in Archangel's mothers said my favorite hardcore band is Archangel, I, they can they can hang at the they can chill what would at the your, table. What would your father's band sound like? My father's band? Yes. Allman Brothers. That would be yours? my guess. Or my father? No, my yours. father, I don't know. Mine, would, mine I Johnny think, would Math sound like something. something between um, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan and Grand Funk and maybe throw in some uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire for that uh, funky feel. He liked I, that shit. I don't think my father has intentionally listened to non-sports radio uh, in, in his life. So it's going to be like Mike Francesa. It would, it would be the sound of Mike Francesa snoring would be my father's band. Excellent. All right. All right. Next one. Uh, bad Brains, Bad Brains. Clearly. Self-title. Uh, it's an easy classic? Yeah, I mean, you could go any of them. The Roar Tapes, this, or... Well, this is Roar Tapes. Um, oh, wait, is it? Yeah, it's, they said self-titled. It's the, oh, I'm sorry. You know, the, but it's this, Rock for Life. Did I pose on that? Did no, You know what? Fine. I don't like this record nearly as much as the rest of it, so I... I, I go po- Rock for I po- Life. Yeah, I pose yeah. on this. So I pose on this. this record... I imprinted on this is my first Bad Range record sure. love it but I like Rock for Light better me too the uh, PVC pressing actually has a different mix on Rock for Light than the larger scale reissues it's a little better but you're talking about the same material so it's really good yeah. Rock for Light's the better version of this but I'm not going to be mad at anyone listening to that record no. Pat you got into Bad Brains through Quickness no through Eye Against Eye through Eye Against Eye Right. So, well, actually, through, to be honest, through Rise. Right. Rise was the first right. Bad Brains record that I heard. Sure. And then... It was on had major no, label. Had no, yeah, had no context for it. And then the older dude... Okay, this is really weird. The I w- worked as a uh, uh, parking lot attendant at a movie theater. Uh, and the manager was... This is going to sound so strange to anyone. <laughs> Albany had for about a year and a half to two years a swing revival scene. Like squirrel if you're, if you're I feel like under, that was like a thing for me. Yeah, no, I there guess, was a moment of that. Like Zoot Suit Riot. Yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. And this former hardcore kid who has a large into another logo on his back. Uh, uh The star, yeah. Interesting. Uh was really into swing at that time. Okay. So I would be like, what the, the fuck, fuck yeah. are you talking about? But I would also bring in like, like whatever I was listening to. I, because in the back as a parking lot attendant, you're just listening to a boom box all day, whatever you can get, which by the way, uh, let's all 
get that as a career because that's fun. It's fun. I liked being a parking lot attendant. When I did parking lot attendant at uh, the boardwalk in New Jersey. Fantastic. Fun as fuck. Fantastic. So anyway, uh, but I brought in Rise and he was like, actually, this record is totally underrated, uh, but uh, check out the other stuff. You know what I mean? And that's pretty much how I've regarded it my whole life. Rise is underrated. You know what I mean? I guess it's na- a good I guess, record. I guess now yeah. it's getting its due a little bit. A little bit more than it had. Right. But More uh, than ever between now and when it came out. Yeah. Seeing the most attention right now. But I actually like all of the Bad Brains material from rise down to this, which is not my favorite. I yeah. don't like, I, I don't love this. Right. I think it's an interesting right. conversation is have that bad brains. Where was your entry point? Because you descended to that in, in chronological and I ascended up. Sure. And I think ascending, it made so much more sense to see the sound evolve. Sure. As opposed to kind of the other way, but we can talk bad brains. Sure. All, day. all right. Next one, black flag damaged. You can't really go wrong. I would put this on a list. I don't need to listen to this again in my lifetime. I probably won't. Okay. Wow. No shit. I, I love the record, but I haven't listened to it in a long time. I revisit the early stuff, Nervous yeah. Breakdown, Jealous Again. I revisit My War, slipping in sometimes, Loose Nut for sure. And I've already expounded on Who's Got the Ten and a Half, my favorite live record. Um, but who's your favorite singer? I'm saying Rollins is third. Third? Really? You're going, who are you going? Chavo and Dez. Dez. Well, and Keith. And Keith. So, so is maybe, he fourth? Wait. I would probably go. Interesting. I'm going Rollins first because he Rollins. made them a mosh band, and that's more my lane. Okay. I thought he kind of sucked. I like Rollins for the later stuff. Who's got the half makes me crazy. Um, if anybody's out there who's a black flag head and it's just kind of interesting, um, on the, I think it's TV party single, there's uh, two B-sides, uh, one of which is I've Got to Run, which is maybe my favorite Black Flag song. It's fucking awesome. And it's like, I don't want to sound like that dude who's like, sure. oh, but it's just this like fast charging hardcore punk song that doesn't get the love it deserves because it's essentially a B-side. Right. It's and not it makes no sense major, that yeah. it's not anything else. Also, and I'm not a Black Flag fan of any real type, but they did issue a couple dozen fast charging hardcore songs. So like things fall through the cracks that you then, right. like, and that's actually my experience with Black Flag, which is like, not really a fan, like almost heretically not a fan as far as... Right, just the, the canon, right. But there's songs that will catch you and you'll be like, oh, that, that's a, that's a right. hot track. You yeah, know you feel like undeniable. All right, next one. This is a big one. Uh, is this next? Code Orange, I Am King? That's next. Okay, so this is this is an interesting take to me because uh, I it like... It also reflects the age of the writer, I right. would imagine. And Maybe. I, I like, Maybe not. I like Maybe. this record a lot, Yes. right? Mm-hmm. And, Agreed. I think I'm inclined to go with forever over this, but that could be some recency bias. You know what I mean? I just think that's a more coherent record. See, that's it's my feeling. It's a more listenable record, I, I think. This is, is a very, very good record. It's a hard listen. You think? I think? Yeah, I think forever is easier to kind of go back to and like put on. No, I agree that forever goes down smoother for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know and it's no as heavy. I mean, let's be real. No, you know what's yeah. interesting? So people's longtime complaint about uh, Code Orange is a thing I recognize. I totally get it, which is basically the the transitions are not the transitions are absent. <laughs> so, so it feels from song like, to song. No, from oh, part from to the, part. Okay, yeah. So uh, that's how I feel when I listen to Dillinger. That's not how I feel when I listen to Code Orange. Right? Like yeah. I don't get, but I get the complaint. I do. Uh, I think Forever ironed out a lot of that criticism. And there's a lot of people that disagree with me. There's a lot of people that still feel it's Rifferama, just like fucking the collision of fucking parts. But I think 
that forever did a good job of it, in my view. And Tom's going to step out for a second. Go get her stuff. Pardon me. Yeah. Not um, for, for me, this record, I'm not mad at being on this list because I think this is just like a lot of the like sports lists that's like, you know, there's top 50 NBA players they did some years ago. And they had to include more recent players. And I think you'd be hard-pressed to pick five records, three records that have shaped hardcore both as a sound and kind of as a, a format outside of this record in the past 10 years. I mean, would you, can you think of any, you know? And I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the record. Like, and I'm not being mean, no. but I'm just saying, to me, I'm not mad at this being included. I think it's, it would be naive or foolish or just being a dick to exclude it from a list if if we're 10 years down the line and this record holds up to the relevance. You know what? I, I, I have mixed feelings on what you just said. Uh, because while, while I agree with you uh, that it was definitely a huge record, definitely changed things in some way, I think the way is almost ineffable because mm. I don't hear bands that sound like Code Orange. I don't know if I hear bands that sound like Code Orange, but I hear bands who lean that way more. Okay, that In might that be true. heavier, that might be true. like, um, I'm not calling Code Orange a beatdown band. I don't think they are. No, hell no. But I think they drew influences from some of that stuff. I think they drew influences from a lot of the metalcore stuff, you know? And I think there were people who are taking what they do with less skill and less aptitude and that kind of just falls more into that world. Yeah, that could be. I, you I, know, I, I, we're talking about the place of Code Orange, I Am King in terms of how important it's been and like I said, I'm not mad that it's included here no. because in 10 years, this might be one of the records that defined this time. But my point was that I don't hear very many bands that are direct. We've talked a ton about bands that came out and within six weeks there was copycat bands. Sure. American Nightmare was a great example. For example. Right. Yeah. And, and and I don't hear that with Code Orange. I, I think that their influence is 100% there. I just think that it is uh, not immediately is sonically Well, because I think there. they're pulling from a well of influences that not everyone else is. That, you know, that kind of differentiates them from... Uh, you know, two bands that listen to Disembodied, but then you throw their like kind of nine inch nails kind of inflections, it changes, you know, the end result. And I, the one piece I will say is that since Code Orange, I've heard so many more people name check Disembodied. Oh, for sure. I wasn't 100%. here. So I think they yeah. pulled things. And I think there might be bands who are saying, yeah, we're pulling from Disembodied, who really should be saying we're pulling from Code Orange. Sure. I, I'll say this. A positive thing, not everybody likes this about Code Orange. This is one of the criticisms. But in my view, a positive thing that they have put on, and don't get me wrong, they're not remotely the first band to do this in hardcore, but they are the first band of this generation with any sort of credibility to do this. They are hyper-professional. And mm. I see that as part, and there's somebody that here heard me said that say that and winced because that's something that they they don't uh, want that influence. They're professional hardcore, but, yeah. But I think that that's one of the biggest appeals about Code Orange is that I hear and see a real effort to be in control of what they're creating. 
I think that you see that more. I think they might be one of the shining examples of their generation, for sure. I think you see it, and sometimes you don't see it even though it's there. A band who I was just thinking about, who I think did the professional thing really well, was Trapped Under Ice. Oh, for sure. They were very much in control of it. But I don't think people talk about that or think that until you stop and go, oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a pretty tight aesthetic. Oh, yeah, they were kind of evolving and changing that as they went along. But I think Code Orange is certainly a great example. I mean, the thing I, if I was going to say one thing I liked the most about the band is their commitment to aesthetic. And I thought the fact that I Am King had this certain look and color and the branding and then Forever had its own thing, but it sort of stayed in line. I think about looking at those two records next to each other, and it's like, that's cool. Yeah. You think about the merch, it looks cool. There's a lot of continuity and stuff. But I think, like like we were saying, like like Trapped Under Ice being professional and with Code Orange and stuff, Code Orange is, you see them on Thursday, you see them on Friday, you see them on Saturday. You're getting the exact same, like so Mm -hmm. precise. I feel like Trapped Under Ice, while professional, came across great and stuff. It, you know, like it, was it wasn't the same thing. Okay. You know what I mean? I, to me, maybe I'm totally crazy, but I feel like it could fall. Like, there's no, you know, watching Code Orange. There's never like this could fall apart. No, at the UI, I think everyone's why could be like this could go to shit okay. real quick yeah. if someone True. someone misses a symbol hit. We're fucked. Mm-hmm. Those that, dudes aren't missing the symbol hit. No, that's a good and point. And Reba's not playing a sour note. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm, we've talked about this. Another thing that people really don't like about Code Orange necessarily. Some people love it, right? And at this juncture in my life, I love it. But to be honest, as a 19-year-old, I have no idea how I feel. I might hate it. Oh, that would be a good question. Is that they are uh, metal in presentation to me. Like, they would tell you straight up and down they're a hardcore band, and I'm with that. That's fine. But they have a commitment to that metal... Like like you say, it's reliably good. It's yes. not going to fall apart. No. Well, yeah. and if you want, you know, you can criticize them. You can dislike them. You can not like their music. And, you know, I fall into not liking their music very much. But they are super proficient at it. And you can tell they take it really seriously. Yeah. And they want to play it as well. exactly yeah. right every time. But I mean, if you do Goldman out of the equation and put some long-haired dude in there playing bass. Metal total metal band like but, you have a skinhead pretty much fronting your band but okay hold on let's ask this question yeah. 19 well you're not uh, lo- you're not uh, in love no, 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 I don't like the music now, I don't but. like the music style um, would I have appreciated the things I definitely would have appreciated the aesthetic stuff just because mm. I've always been like I like that I like that in the same way as that I like uh, I like you know the, the you can see some consistency in, in more straightforward hardcore band or, layouts or, I really like I mean the, the go-to example is fucked up you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, I loved it. Fucked yeah, yeah. up's been I mean, more consistent than or, virtually yeah, yeah, like, anybody. You know, or, or yeah, right. Um, but then I think the music still wouldn't appealed to me. I think that their proficiency, I would have just been like, oh, it's fucking yeah, it metalcore band. They better, they better be. That's what they do. You know. But yeah. Um, this one's a stone cold, right? Yeah. Okay. So next up is uh, Jane Doe from Converge, and I think virtually everybody. Yeah, I mean, this is their peak, right? Is this fair to say? It's not for me. I, this is not my favorite record of theirs, but I think everybody on earth feels different. It's and their biggest record, yes. I would imagine. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Never been a Converge fan. I'm a, so, I'm a Converge guy. Yeah. I, I, but I think this is the one, and it would yeah. be weird if it wasn't on the list. I think this yeah. shaped more records for a decade than almost oh, anything sure. I can think absolutely. of. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And shaped the, it kind of like, it's one of those things that it warped the scenery around them. Yeah. You and know? it's 17 years old and people still rip it off. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. Uh, is Age of Quarrel by Chromax. I mean, game changer. Yeah, you, you, got, you guys have gone on we, about this. No, enough. I don't think we actually have, but 
the no, we thing, just go, why the fuck do you not like? No, it? yeah. So let me let me put it to you like this, Pat. The way I look at the Age of Quarrel as I've evolved, because I think the thing that's lame is the Harley and John Joseph um, shenanigans, yeah. beef, whatever. Yeah. Fifty year old men arguing online is annoying, and it's it's off putting in a way that's it, like. Ugh. And it ruins their legacy. Okay, so that tarnishes a, it for sure. Interesting, yeah. interesting conversation because there was a time that that beef made them an exciting yeah pr- thing. Not Vibrant. the band, not the band necessarily, but the beef made you made kids get into those records and check them out. I be, one of them, I believe it was John Joseph, um, bootlegged Age of Quarrel, and I you know bootleg is a strong word. Reissued <laughs> Age of Quarrel without consent on yeah, a sure. uh, label that I got the CD at Generations in New York. Yeah, uh, on Beef Ain't Over Records. Mm. Was the cover like a smaller version of it the was, cover with like a weird? I think it was all the same. I mean, oh, okay. I, I think it might have changed depending on which copy you got. Yeah, but you know. So here, here's my question: When was the tipping point from this beef is fun and engaging and it makes me into the mythos of this? To uh, guys like it's starting to smell. Social, uh, yes, and social media. Yeah, social, social media. media. I think social it's media. social media. So I mean, I remember as a kid, media. there was they had beef. Yeah. Before like the third reunion, whatever the fuck. Because it was mythology, right? And it was kind of like, yo, you know, like I went to a benefit show for John Joseph because he's in jail. Yep. Because he went AWOL, and someone reported him, and he got picked up. So I'm like at a show at like Coney Island High. Raising money for his like legal defense. I have he's, that flyer. He's writing a letter like from jail, thanking everybody and all this sort of stuff. And then it's like, yo, so and so caught so and so on the street, and they fucked him <laughs> up. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like which which drummer beat the shit out of some guitar player that he saw like on the Lower East Side. Like it was like, but there was no like fucking Twitter beef. Like you know what I mean? Like this you couldn't was, like, see it. It was all whispers and down the hall kind of thing. Right. And I mean, I would. It's probably it's probably all true. I don't. I don't want to get. I don't want to get threatening, Patrick, right now. But but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna puff up for a second. Oh, Jesus. I'm gonna put my chest out a little bit. I was just thinking with what you said. I tend to think of real pettiness, like the type of person that like go, like searches your Twitter for for bad things. What you said bad. five years ago, right? I think of that sort of pettiness as being a total uh, modern creation, a, a, just this monster that we've made. But. It does. So, somebody reporting John Joseph for going AWOL like like a decade or more. Twelve after years the, ago, yeah. I killed that, that. Yeah, kill so that yeah. person. I hope John Joseph killed that person. I hope that person is he, dead. Somewhere. He didn't because <laughs> they're still fighting on the internet. It's, so, so um, oh, is that? It, uh, so just, he accuses just, him of it, but eh. someone locked uh, him up. I mean, someone uh, did, but but that's a he- look. That's a heavy accusation. That's a heavy yeah. accusation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how long he actually did time. You know, I don't so, know. Yeah. If I had to be in jail for a day because of a phone call that somebody made on yeah. me, I'd be fucking hot. Yeah. So, but my point is, it, he's always accused Harley. True or untrue, right? As far as I, that I sounds mean, like, right? Yes. Yeah. So, sure. So, but I mean, they got over and played perhaps, shows together. Uh, Correct. They see, did. See, that's uh, they did. But and they played several shows. As, as a guy who's been thrown out of bands and been back in the bands with those same people, I get it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm looking for that unorthodox ratio on beef ain't over. You know, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but did any? Is, I'm going to make my money. <laughs> I got law school loans, man. Here's my point. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Both John and Harley are from something that I am never going to be from. Yeah, we'll never understand. Yeah, right. So let's put that aside for a second. Right. Uh, You have to be so... uh, You're living in the briar patch. You are... Conflict is where you are find comfort. If you can can be on a stage with somebody that 
call it. And this is why I think John might not necessarily believe that Harley did it, or at least because my feeling is there's no amount of money that you could put me on the stage with a lot of scumbags, people that I have a personal grievance with. If you send me to jail for a night, we're never getting on a stage together. Well, I mean, right, maybe right. it wasn't him. That's I what mean, I'm saying. That's if what... you think about all the people that have been, everyone who played on Age of Quarrel, pretty much everyone's played together again. In some format, yeah. But one guy. Oh. <laughs> it's a little conspiracy. <laughs> he did play with, oh yeah, okay. Yep, yep, yep. You know what I mean? Okay. Like yep. So like when they did those reunions, it was Doug Holland, mm-hmm. Harley, John, Mackie couldn't do it because he was in yeah, Fun Loving Criminals, yeah, whatever, right. making like tons of money overseas. God bless him. And Rocky George. That's right. Rocky George? Rocky. From Suicidal. No, G-Man. G-Man was on drums. Oh, no, no. Yeah. So G-Man was playing drums and Rocky from Suicidal was playing second guitar. Mm-hmm. There was one person that wasn't included uh, you at know, that time. Now, uh, Real quick, that one person that wasn't included, I, I has, have you guys ever in, had an exchange with him? No. Okay, so a long time ago, I know people at that, the Revenge Tour show. I know, that was a good record. I know people no, that like know it, him weird. professionally in a completely different context. Yes, and he's like a photo, like a cameraman or something. Cameraman, yeah, like right? kind of a uh, a best videography, boy. a key like, grip, like a statusy videographer, weird. whatever the fuck that is. Um, and their their exchanges with this man are hilarious because the way that he presents is apparently who he is. And I really respect that. I think that's the funniest fucking thing I've ever so seen. So here, as we eventually come to you listening to the Age of Quarrel again at some point, uh, my recommendation is while playing video games of the like Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis variety, for me, NHL 94 really works Maybe well. Blade the Steel? No, no, NHL 94, for some reason, when it hits to the drum clicks, I always hit a goal. I've, de- yeah. I've decided. Have I'm you won like every face off? Because no, of the it's, but I feel impa- I feel very powerful playing right. while listening. I've decided I'm going to get back into Quake, and yeah. maybe that ma- maybe that'll be a thing I listen to. While Age I play of Quakele. Quake. Yeah. yeah, Age <laughs> of Quakele. So I would my challenge to people is to go. Core Magic Quarrel, great hardcore record. I think it is the hardest, most intense art punk record from New York. Think about this: the rhythm section of the band, incredible. Doug in Paris. Are we New York's hardest? Doug and Paris? Is that, is that the names of the hardest people in the world? No. But their names are Doug and Paris. Um, <laughs> Kevin. One of, them, one of whom, you know, grew up as the son of beatnik hippies in the village. Um, Harley. Uh, a child punk prodigy poet who grew up in the true 70s New York punk scene and yeah. illustrated a book with Allen Ginsberg. True. Mackie, a music savant drummer i mean right uh, Art, the, like, you you go to the low end of that band with harley on bass and mackie on drums i don't think you can find a better combination no uh, and you music just it. on musical scale those yeah. dudes aptitude is amazing and if you haven't seen the videos of harley talking about playing bass on youtube i just watched that it's fantastic it makes yeah. me like him so much he's, incre- he's such he's, an incredible and he's, musician he's really into it yeah and then you have john joseph who people want to say all this stuff what an incredible front man a dude who, so charismatic. Who, yeah, yeah, really pulled it in. And, you know, to be able to be on stage with Harley Flanagan and not be outshined in personality is, is to say something. Absolutely. So, Age of Quarrel, enough said. Yes. Next up. I had a hot take on that, too. Oh, you but want no, we don't to. have no, to. No, no, please That'll give it to us. One. Please, please, please. No, I feel like this is going to catch me some shit. Oh, Maybe yeah. from Bob. No, I mean, no. not like, a, not I'm going to get beat up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I skip Seekers of the Truth if I had to. 
Really? That's my least favorite. That's Age okay. of Quarrels. It's okay. It's like saying that like it's like so it's like fourteen out of whatever the fuck yeah. breakdown is. But like I go, it's a little too slow. It's okay. Everything it, else is so like. I oh like God, I'm gonna run through a wall. You know and this is I like, like it in the live setting. You remember seeing him at the CB shows? Sure. He gave a little like groovy break. Yeah, of course. People of course. were just chilling a little bit before we got back into the intensity. Yeah. Um, well, that'd be my hot take. I, and you know what? It's like saying your least favorite flavor of ice cream. It's still ice cream. True. That's true. This next one is a thing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Bowie, Dylan, Marley, you've heard the names and maybe you've heard their songs, but what about the stories behind the records that made titans of music like these so universally loved and important? Join me, Josh Adam Myers, host of The 500, as each week I go through a different album from Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Albums list from 2012 with an incredible lineup of comedians, actors, and musicians talking about how the music has impacted their lives. New episodes of The 500 come out every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Pat's face is telling me. I think I can guess what it is just for Pat's face. This is Dead Swan's record, Sleepwalkers. Okay. Let me just say, before we get started, this is an NME, is a uh, UK-based publication. Uh, Dead Swan's. Oh, they're a UK band, right? So is Heresy. Yeah. True good point. I mean, so like what the fuck's heresy the, on this the, one? The idea discharge. If you want I think if we get in we in the D section, we don't get the discharge, why? I'm gonna be mad about this. The the idea okay, so it does say um I was in this band. <laughs> it does say that they're doing a reunion tour next month. Oh, is this promo? Is there an yeah, ad next uh, month? It's got to be. It, look, right. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to get in on Dead Swan because I don't know these. Don't dudes. know them. And I don't know. It's uh, my memory of it was it was completely passable modern hardcore. It well, it's, like a Modern Life Is War type thing. No, right? it's A N. Oh, oh, it is yeah, A N. Yeah, right. That's right. Okay. And here's here's the thing. Look, this record might be. Totally hot. This is not a genre that I like that much. Yeah, you so, don't like the progenitors of it. You're not going to like the right. ripoff. Yeah. 2009, this record came out. American Nightmare record. The first one came out in what? 2001? 2000. Yeah. 2000. Yeah, 2000. Right. Seven. I mean, I think Down Went Till We're Underground came out in 03, I think. Yes, correct. So, so, so it's- here's a weird criticism from a man doing a hardcore podcast. This was dead. And did not need 
uh, do not resuscitate. It did, yeah. It, I mean, don't. I don't me even know if you may, if you know the joke that you just made. I do know. That was a good job. All right. Don't get me wrong. Do not resuscitate. Resuscitate. This. The hard word. To everything say. gets brought back. And uh, this was not the time and place for no, it. no. Do not and, resuscitate. And, and what this what this contributed to was the. Sorry, my British friends. This contributed to the prevailing wisdom that England takes everything the U.S. does and does it five years later, and that is why America does not care. And this... Is that the prevailing opinion? Yeah. That's like... And my British friends know it and are bummed. Fair. Okay. <laughs> so Total bummer. Uh, the United Kingdom is beautiful. You guys have done great stuff. One of my favorite places to play. Wonderful I love the UK. Place. London's fantastic. Really, yeah, like I would... Yeah, yeah I'd move me there tomorrow, Camden? please. I love Brighton, which is where these guys are from. But... Right by the shore. Love it. UK shore, shore style. style. It is. So, I mean, that's the thing. Like, shout out Vic from Rev, Brighton. In, that, in the scheme Listen. of things, there's no way this could be like, well, it's not a classic for me, but it is a classic. I don't know if anyone's thrown it. I don't think list. anybody on earth can... But it, here's the thing. 2009, I guarantee that this is like some of the AN, let's use the term rips, uh, from our shores that people identify with more than AN because mm-hmm. they saw them. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, what... They had a minute. That's what... The, sure. To me, this is local AN, and that sounds like the most damning fucking yeah. criticism I've ever given. But if you were in the UK... This might have been everything to you. Sure. I just have to be honest. It's it nothing to me. It. And Got if it, it was, cool. We good, fam. Next. Uh, Earth Crisis Destroy the Machines. I'd put it in my top five. Hardcore records ever. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? I'm not going to tease that much because we're going to do our lists at some yeah, point. Yeah, we'll so I'm going to keep God, it mysterious. And we're going to do now. the uh, Pusshead top 100 records to, to give the, the true dorks some like. Wow. But is Destroy the Machines, you, you fuck with that? Is that the one for you? I, is I, that the LP for you? Oh, yes. Okay. 100%. Okay. I, 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 I could not love this record more. I think that everything about it it's so basic and stupid it, it, it's like idiots playing metal but I, but I will say that aesthetically everything just that the fucking gear turning noise alone so will get me I'd mosh that I, yo I'll tear a house down I fucking love it yeah. and I mean seriously this really does make me want to just uh, destroy hit, the machines it makes me want to hit a bulldozer with a, a wrench with a wrench it wouldn't be my twenty top twenty five hardcore records, but it's your favorite Earth Crisis LP. LP for sure. Okay, yeah, I, I uh, a friend of mine just hit me about some kind of event he might be doing in New York, and if so, we might do a pre show and have an axe to grind presents Earth Crisis destroy the machines. We'll get a live gear on stage and oh, have oh, it. It's like so a threat. It's like a some I just kind of thresher or something. I want to like, see. Like, I want to yeah, see yeah. you guys going like. I think I could see the, in Pat's eyes he was going nuts. I mean, I'll um, put together a, a tribute band right the fuck now and do it. <laughs> I, mean. I mean, people reach out to us. Uh, I I fucking love this record. Yeah. I really do. Um, <clears throat> all right, next. Uh, fucked up chemistry. The chemistry of common life. That's a Bob thing because I don't really love him that much. But I know Bob. I mean, I, I do Pat can't him. talk on it because no, Pat, Pat's yeah, got a grind to axe. You know what? I, so I. I I, I know that the running gag is that I got to ask the grind yeah, with this dude know. for pretending not to know who I am, but I, uh, you know, it, it, oh, I know he pretend. Your name rings bells is what you're saying. I know. I got it. I'm just saying, is this your favorite? Fucked no, up LP? it's not. It's not. It's, um, it's a very good record, but I don't think most people would say this is their favorite. I don't think I'm, so at I'm all. curious what the reception was in Europe to this, because I know they've done very, very well over there. Right. Um, 
Hidden World, the first LP, which is double LP, is the like, oh, like game oh shit game mo- changer and then record for them. It goes Chemistry of Common Life, which is just like a really solid album. There's a song on this record, Black Albino Bones, that's really different and kind of very, <clears throat> very melodic and and. I mean, I don't say this as a diss, pop accessible. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And then the record after this is the... David Comes to Life. David Comes to Life. That's the big one, right? Yeah, that's their big one. That's the one they won. I think they won an award. I don't think this one... Did this one win the award? I think David David Comes to Life won the Juno. Let's talk about David Comes to Life, though, because correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a fan, so I don't really... I'm like you, Tom. I have to ask. Uh, So David Comes to Life is the one that mainstream outlets Juno Awards etc said oh look at these smart people but it's not it's not the one that kids like it's not the one no 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 no. you know why Um, because with Hidden World they kind of climaxed where they still had a significant amount of their early like punk like singles fans still holding on but they kind of got a bunch of new fans who were like holy shit this band is more than uh three chord two and a half minute song sure. uh and they started taking a lot of chances so hidden world's that david comes to life is just like if you like this band you like that record uh there's a good stories about it that i think i will save for another day and to see if we can get a couple of those dudes on to sure. talk about it because we could really talk about their discography for a while so uh, they have an this, insane discography, right? Insane, like but just and it, but random. the story behind this this record may or may not be about a New Jersey resident, friend of the band, twenty um, year Footlocker employee. Mm, no was way. The basis of it. We'll save that all for another day. I walk by a, world. I walk by a defunct Footlocker every day. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why in Manhattan they can't fill this space, but they can't, and it has. The track. Do you remember how Footlockers oh, yeah. used to have a track running yeah. down the center? And I, I think it's so cool, and I want to rent the space, but I can't afford it. I found of some photos online of an early '90s. It wasn't Footlocker, maybe it was Foot Action or one of those kind sure. of places, and it looked amazing. Just the yeah. all the weird displays, and it was like frozen time. And I'm I'm hoping that's what virtual reality is for. Because I want to walk in. Welcome, or ready, player one. Yes, yeah. you uh, just end up on the track in the footlogger. UK publication. A really underwhelming virtual reality experience. <laughs> uh, so next, like, up, no, I don't want socks, and no, I don't want this, the spray for my sneakers. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I like the little balls. Remember the little balls? I do. Oh, great, fantastic. So, uh, next up is uh, proof that this is just a British person writing this. It's Gallows, Great Britain, which uh, I mean, sure. Know, let's let's. We got some pizza getting cold up. Yeah. There. Okay. So we're skipping this shit. I mean, but but yeah. for Britain, I mean for the UK. This is their fucked. I mean, I mean this dude was like a star. You know what? Yeah. That is their fucked up. I think probably bigger a, than I, fucked up. Big, that's, that's a good. Definitely kind of that's that's a good that, but like that dude, Dan Carter, what, I don't Frank know. Carter, Frank okay. Carter. I mean, that dude was like a, a like a mainstream, almost celebrity to a point. That yeah, he was. So was he there. was like. Then they come here, and no one gave I two think, fucks. I think if he, he was like if Lee from Trash Talk got on on like uh, the Voice. <laughs> voice exactly or like, like if damien from fucked up had uh, multiple programs on vice there you go and right. much music tv host sure yeah. so, so uh i actually listened to this record a couple years ago uh because it appeared in some other list and i was like what is this i've never listened to this it is completely competent rockin 
hardcore. Do you remember when rock and hardcore was right? Yes. I mean, it's like yeah. the, like a whole like that whole like suicide file kind of like that ilk and to the next step, right? Yeah, next like the more pro, like a more like yes. mainstream version of that, yes. like the Bronx. Yeah, correct, oh, correct. Yeah. That's actually great that's reference. Tat- that's great reference tattooer music. So, so no one I know no, listens to the Bronx baristas, other than and tattoo One hundred percent. I feel like I, I check your music. like when you go like oh I'm going to see the Bronx on a boat. I go. You're not really that punk. <laughs> I mean, uh, if you want me to murder people, uh, it's for off fans. Have Ooh. you ever met a real off fan? No. No, you never will. Fair. Uh, all right, Gorilla Biscuits, start today. Do-do-do. That's a top five hardcore record for me. Really? Yeah. Oh, see, this one... Uh, mm, uh, top 10, minimally. Wow, this is weird. What do you think, Bob? This guy's bringing up some shit that he didn't need to bring I up. I know, I know. That's well, I didn't read unfortunate. It. The the like uh, the, this is the all lives matter thing. So, uh, all right, Pat, what do you got on this? Because I got some heavy shit on this. Uh, okay, so of the uh, New York stuff, um, this is definitely one of the more palatable records. I think almost yeah. anybody on earth can listen to this and get yeah. like at least not feel irritated. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I got a funny story on that. And uh, doesn't mean a ton to me, but I will say this one's got cats and dogs on it, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's a great song. It is. <laughs> cats uh, and dogs do have um, all the love. Uh, I, oh, here's the thing that I can say about Gorilla Biscuits. Um, Siv's breaking of the fourth wall is fascinating. This whole, like, I'm not perfect, I'm just Siv? I'm not perfect, I'm just Siv. You know what's even better? He didn't even write that shit. Walter Schreifel wrote it for him. Yo. Which makes it any kind of meta, like, fuck Yeah, you and stuff. he did it mm-hmm. in the um, the Straight Edge book that Tony Rettman, Reitman, Rettman? Rettman. Rettman did. He did, like, the foreword, and he was, like, you know, talking about Straight Edge. He goes, you know, after all, I'm not perfect. I'm just Siv. Yo. And I was like, I either love this or hate this. I don't That's really know. That's sort of like the, uh, you miss all the shots you can't take, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. Yeah. Or, like, like, for those I'll, I'll sacrifice a decision... First blood, yeah. Oh, yeah. right. First yeah. blood. You know what? I'm gonna. I might borrow it. That's a. That it's song a, is hot. That's a good line. I think it's, it's, it's worthwhile yeah. to yeah. referential. You can do that. Yeah, you do that's it. cool. I mean, I know you enjoy the band, yeah. and you'll give me like you know, <laughs> give ton, us the throw them eleven cents per so, per play. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's my appraisal of this. Is that uh, the lyrics on this kind of blew my mind as a kid because yeah. that weird like. I'm both the person singing it and the self-aware okay. entity listening to the thing that I'm singing that I'm I, right. I thought was fascinating. Sure, I still do. Sure. Okay, so I can. I you mean, ever hear I, Walter sings the hits? Yes. The demo with yes. Walter singing yes. like way in these songs where he's that doing the vocal. It's actually really stuff. cool. It's yes. really good, actually. Yeah. Um, okay, I, you know who apparently did you know who leaked that? The big rumor it was Steve Aoki. Um, he bootlegged it. But I think like he's he the was, one who bootlegged the Walter sings the hits the CD of it. Yeah, he did that. Oh, okay, I thought he was the guy that kind of got it. I don't out know. I mean, it was it, it circulated as a cassette, right? That's and what then, I yeah, had. Yeah, the bootleg CD. It was when him. it did come out. Yeah, for, oh, okay, I'm pretty sure okay. it was him. Um, I just remember hearing that story. I'm like, that's fucking well, well because I mean, he he's, he's a dude originally from Santa Barbara ish area, right? And then he had something was, to do with the smell, or the, no, he had something to do with the pickle patch, the pickle patch. And then was. he was involved with certain stuff with the smell, but he um, because Santa Barbara. Ken McClard, Abolition Distribution. Oh. Right. So um, just to get real, I, I could probably talk about Start Today for three to five hours. Whoa. Um, let me just give... That's more Patreon Let me content. just give... Yeah, it definitely is because uh, I'm going to tease yeah. one. Um, I'm not going to talk about my beef with Civ today, but I have an axe to grind. Wow, mm. okay. Two, if you catch me on the right day, this record might make me cry. Okay. Mm. Three, you said it doesn't... 
almost anyone could listen to it. When I was 15 and my father's best friend, who was a blind man, who was a musician, um, John Baker, came over to my house. Uh, he's like, oh, you, you like music. You like music. He's like, put on a record you like. And I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I don't, I like the same way I don't want to talk about the music I like now to strangers. I didn't want to tell my uncle Johnny about this music I like, but I put on Start Today. And he was like, what the fuck is this shit? He would read shit on it. But he was a blind jazz musician who could play every instrument. So to him, it's like, this is a cacophony of garbage. It's rudimentary Um, nonsense. Start today uh, for um, Gorilla Biscuits approached Ian MacKay to produce this record. And he said no. He, I think there was a weird. I'd love to actually ask the dude this, but I think there was a weird. I'd like to strain. ask if he's still straight edge. Actually, <laughs> I think there was a weird strain between him and the whole late eighties New, New York straight edge scene. He kind of was like, eh, I don't really love what you guys are doing with it. But Grillbus asked him, and he was like, Thank you, but no. Then the record came out. He heard it and said. I wish I produced this record. Fuck, yeah. Like, thought it was a really good record. So, um, I think it's a classic. It definitely, uh, if you go to New Jersey folklore, um, when some dudes who were straight edge at the time heard it, they took it throughout the window and were like, oh, Gorilla All Biscuits, like all, like, oh, uh, it's a pop punk record. Um, I mean, it's it's pretty close. It, it, it's close. It's pretty With close. a better singer it is. Um, With a better singer, it's a seven seconds record. When that's, people that's were less sensitive and like yeah. more fucked up, this was often referred to as the age of quarrel for girls. Yes, uh, pretty shitty, but yeah. uh, but you know, but it is an important record. It's awesome, and do you ever I have, keep talking about it? I have like a dorky thing. Like it's sure. You ever like get a, like a friend to make you a tape of something, and it ends in a certain way, and that's always how you hear it. Yeah, uh, most of the formative records I like. Right. So Justin Brandon made this for me, and he put it whatever I, he put it on. I, you know, like, I'll just try my best and do that nothing part got cut off. So when I finally bought it myself and listened, I was like, oh shit, there's more to like, literally, I thought it's like, I'll, like, he didn't actually say, like, I've always heard that song. I was like, I'll just try my best and do. <laughs> and that's how I thought it ended. And, and no, nothing. And yeah. You, you thought it was a very literary move. And, and I was like, like wow, what, that's like the, like, yeah, what like will, the what sound. Will you see the lyrics? Oh, like, what will he do? Yeah. Uh, the, the baseline. Uh, that opens competition can really get me sometimes. So, anyways, next. Next up, minor threat, out of step. Uh, I mean, maybe top two for me. This yeah. is, th- th- this is uh, I, I've talked about it on this podcast. I went through the entire discography. Minor threat never wrote a, a bad, bad song. song. I was just going to say that not they do not a have single a single bad song. Even when they were like at the end, kind of fucking off. Yeah, just limping in. It, it's still, <laughs> it, like it, still cashing good. in is still a good song. It, it, cashing in is it, still it, good. When, it's not a great song. It is still a good song. Oh, I love Salad it. Days, dude. I love it. Salad well, Days will catch oh, me. But look, days will you, catch you me. could say that they were limping to the finish line, but they no. still were better than everybody else. I mean, they weren't even limping. They were just like, eh, I'm over it. Salad Days, I believe, is about Minor Threat. Is about the end of it, and yeah. Like yeah. Come, and that's like a heavy song. If you listen to that and you don't feel away, I don't. I feel bad for oh, your heart. It's yeah. uh, amazing. Betray. Minor uh, Threat's just a band, man. You just you just can't fuck with that. If you're young and for some reason don't listen to Minor Threat, yeah. If if you just, if, if oh my god, I don't care what kind of subgenre you listen you're to anything. Into. You well, listen to that. No, I mean, have we talked about this? That uh, so. You know, Death Wish distributes a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, very successful distro. Uh, Great distro. And distros that are around that long and that big can notice trends. And it's an interesting phenomenon, sure. right? Like what's selling this decade? Right. What's selling it? Whatever. Minor threat sales have fallen to the toilet. Yep. And that scares me because to me, this is 
so fundamental that if you miss it, you're missing something massive. You're missing a cornerstone. Your building's going to fall over. Right. You only you have know? three of the pillars. Yeah. They talk yeah. about uh, the Wayne's World, the, the what is it, a Chicago record that got issued in the mail with laundry detergent or some shit. This record should be given to every 12 to 14 year old everywhere. To just make them think about the right, no matter what bit. you like. If you like skate punk, if you like straight up like discharge, hard, if you like, like rap, you should yeah, hear this record. If you like anything, you should yeah. hear this record. Anyways, all right. I I, I uh, buy this, the discography record and just fucking yeah. Oh, yeah. My oh, God. Uh, I mean, oh my God. but here's the thing: is if you are a kid, and obviously this person exists. Yeah. If you're a kid that doesn't check out old shit, because a lot of us, you know, maybe that's not the thing. Maybe you don't check out old old shit. You that's think it's no for old deal. people. This is one Please that make the one you cannot overlook. It doesn't sound discovery. like shit. No, that's oh, a big oh thing too. God. No, it sounds great. Actually. It sounds it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next. Um, Punch. They don't have to believe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I, familiar with this record to be honest. No, I know they're from Cali. Oh, I mean, I I know a little bit about this band. Uh, uh, Megan from this band is is a friend. I I I like I like what Punch was about. Uh, I like a couple Punch songs. Uh, I don't love Punch. And this is an example of maybe this meant a lot to the kid that is writing. Which is wonderful. Sure. Maybe. But what I can say with confidence is that it meant the world to some kids. Uh, I don't know. They did have a a really evocative thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was a rabid following for... For a lot of people, let's just call a spade a spade. For a lot of people, this is one of three hardcore records that they'll own in their life, and this is all they need. And, And they really love it. That said... I think it is uh, above average hardcore that represents uh, a really exciting time for some people. And especially locally, I think this was really big in the Bay, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean... Like like game changing, like this is yeah. this is what I need. Brought in, brought in a whole lot of people that had given up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we're like, I'm not, I don't it give a fuck about those shows. Yeah. That's not... And people were like, oh no, this is something that I can get behind and it makes sense to me. Very cool. And... You know, Megan's lyrics meant a lot to people, and but to me, I won't say this doesn't age well. I'll just say that this is highly compartmentalized for me. Sure. Like, like this doesn't uh, impact the flow of the culture in any sort of way. This right. is just a thing that means a lot to someone. Okay, and and it's good enough that I'm not mad at it. Okay, you know, what I mean, I, I don't right. love it, but it's good enough that I'm not angry. Understood. Totally. Let's see where it shakes out in ten years. Uh, trapped under ice, big kiss, good night. I don't know if this would be. I don't know. I learned to love this record. I love this record, but I don't know if I would go secrets of the world over it. Oh no, I, over, I would. Are you big kiss tonight over secrets of the world? I don't know. It's, well, so it's hard he's to say. It, he, you could go so, either way. I still have to dig deep on this record. I, I haven't done it because we listen to a lot of new music, so, and so I want to. But it's great. But I am now seeing it's all full lengths, right? So right. yeah. Or twelve inches at the very least, because out of step is yeah. questionably an LP. Um, Big Kiss Tonight. I think people would say it's the better of the two traps under. I think it's the consensus. This is better than Secrets of the World, but I really ride for Secrets of the Me World. Too, it's a fucking, yeah. I, I was a huge Secrets of the World fan when it came out. Yeah. It to me, this it is, it doesn't stand up the way this one does. Okay. Fair. Like, does this have to you I till I die on it? 
This has uh, uh, what is it? Uh, good to meet you. Like you know, what I mean? uh, you shake my hand. Say yo, nice to meet you. Yo. Look me in the eye. I don't believe you. Oh yeah, that's cool. I, yeah, I, don't I really, dude. Like yeah. It. So when this, so this was produced by uh, Chad. But yeah, right. It, he, you could kind of see his handiwork. Here's a the deal. Bit. Here's the deal. I have a real bias because the kind of music that he makes, I don't like. Sure. So like when they, yeah, not good music. When they announced that they were going to be doing this, I was like. Peace, eh. peace to you, I. You know yeah. what I mean. And even the first, few, first like listen, I was like, I hear some uncharacteristically light bouncy. I hear some yeah. Chad. I, yeah. Right. Sure. And here's the. I have no idea how much of his fingerprint ultimately ended yeah. up on this record. Whatever was done between all parties involved, this is a lastingly good record. This rules. And I would go as far as say it's the only record in hardcore history that says that has a lyric that includes the word "baby girl." You know what? I'm gonna cha- I'm gonna change that, but but but, but that that's, I mean, a hot, that's that's a hot observation. It's true. Uh, and this is the last one. Turnstile, time and space. Uh, too soon, my dude. Uh, yeah, I mean it's been out for a month. Too, too soon, soon, my dude. And you know what? I said somebody uh, on Twitter kind of got live at this and was like, "There's no way this belongs there over X." Yo, you know what? I mean, let yeah. it shake out. This record's hot. It's hot. It's hot at the press, but it's yeah. a hot record. And really, the last thing. Uh, impression it makes will help shape what it is. I think yeah. it's a really good record. These dudes are killing it on tour right now. I know. Oh, I, I mean, people are having a great time, and we yeah. all kind of wondered, uh oh, yeah. we all like this record. And, and Does that mean the the youth will right? And I, I got to I got to hang out with a bunch of twenty to twenty three year olds today, and they two of the three are totally with it, and the one who isn't is like, no, no, they're gonna be fine. Yeah. Don't don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. so uh, I like this record a ton. Uh, I think it actually has more in common at the end of the day with Quicksand than it does with like earlier Turnstile. I agree. Sure. But I think that that will be remembered very fondly in a few years. I agree. And and I think that uh, this is a hot record. However, Come on, man! This list, this list is doo doo. Yeah, you can't I put know. a band that's been, you can't put a yeah. record that's been out for fucking a week well, and a half. Although I will say that's on the real thing off this record. I it came up on something. I was like, oh, what what record is this? Like it was so classic and, and timeless. Classic already, right? Yeah, it's like such a great song that you're like, oh, this must be off like the first seven. I'm like, oh no, shit, this was out right. for a month, and I I hear it like I hear fucking you know something classic. off the first seven. I'm that's not cool. I'm not mad about its inclusion because I think it, I actually think this record's gonna age well. In general, but I think it's going to age well with their audience. I think that people can the grow with it fans will will stick with this as they get older, which I think works well with quicksand and stuff. Yeah. What are the glaring omissions on this list? I mean, All there are many. <sighs> but let's let's stick to the rules of the list. Okay. He's only looking at twelve inches or full lengths. Um, I'll say one for you guys. Sick of it all. Blood, sweat, no tears. Okay. Thank you for taking a shot right. for you us. You got it. Uh, I will throw youth of today. We're not in the salon out there. Uh huh. I think I, I th- I'm not a favorite, not you, a favorite, but it belongs here. You, you need one there. Um, let's see. They had a black flag. They had a bad brains. I mean, I have personal ones that I'd be like, why the hell is that? I mean, it's hard to say. Let's I mean, do well. You know what? American Nightmare background music. Sure. We're, one thing I've done than, yeah. in activity is to go through every five or so years and say what are the records that maybe aren't my favorite, but that define that time period. And I think if you go back to 2000 to 2005, that record helps define that time period. Faux show. Yeah. Oh, right. Songs no to Scream at the Sun. No doubt. Do oh, you think that's record? bigger than um, the things, things we, we carry. carry? No, I think the things we carry. Oh, that's what I mean. I'm sorry. Things we carry. Yeah, yeah. I'm front. But there are people who really like. Fuck with that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, so I, 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 I like it far better, but. Uh, Do you? Yeah, but things we carry is more is important. Is that, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I think of the new stuff, he identified time and space and I'm king. I'm not mad about yeah. that post-2010. No, no. Uh, and then, I mean, there's just, I don't know if there's any, there's going to be some big ones. He, No love for foreign hardcore. There's no bastard. Um, the bastard LP is, uh, Winds of Pain is fucking incredible. Uh, Discharge Y should be on there. That record is fucking important. Um, the tragedy self-titled LP I would throw on there. I mean we've talked about it we, I, I'd, I'd put yeah. two seven seconds records on this before, right. bef- the crew. before, sure, before sure, I'd sure. arrive at half of this shit yeah you know that's I mean? right yeah. so there's, there's just a lot of stuff and I think the mistake that we're learning from this list is that it's clearly a personalized list yeah, and it's all saying it's and an you have to kind of preface with that they preface right. it with that. I, yeah. I mean, also, if we're going to include Archangel, why don't we just skip it? Go like do an integrity record that we like. You know, right. you know, you know right. what I How's mean? Like, not, where's so, Life, Love, Regret? Where's uh, you know oh, what? Yeah. Okay, put a pin in that. We're going to revisit if that is has decreased in importance so much that it's no longer on the fucking uh, canon list anymore. Whoa, Cliff. Uh, Cliffhanger right there. But, okay, there. so uh, that wraps up the list. We This is uh, our Patreon pitch episode, but we are issuing a regular episode. We are. Yes. We're, we're doing this as a special bonus because, hey, thank you. If you're going to support us through the Patreon, we really appreciate it. It's going to help us do this. It's going to help us do this better, more. We have a special thing we're trying to do this summer. If we get this Patreon thing, it's kind of going to lean and make that happen. Yes. So, thank you. Uh, you'll see this. This will all be live at the same time. It'll all make sense. We appreciate you. And real quick, I just want to say, when you listen to this, the reason that I felt obligated to say we got a regular episode coming is because I've noticed sometimes when we come, when our episodes come back to back, people don't understand and think that there's only one episode. I mean, look, I don't expect you to take all the time in the world out of your day to recognize what the fuck we're doing. Right. But I like these streams going high, my dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, we like I mean, to like... Yo, I can't believe how high they're getting. Right crazy. now they're high. But, okay. Right, uh, and this is a shorter episode right. as compared. It's, oh it's God. still... We were trying to go 20 minutes. Yeah. And how long do we go? I don't think that happened. An um, hour. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, so you can... An hour and change. All right, hey. An hour 20. But this was supposed That's to be That's what we're willing to do play. for y'all. That's true. But this is what we give you, and there's a lot more. So we teased a bunch of stuff. Yes. We promised to deliver on those teases, and there'll be some access to grind. Thank oh, yeah. you. Thank you. 